Non, c'est ce que je disais. Je vois, c'est la décision. Après tout, tout dépend. Il n'y a qu'à s'intéresser aux choses et les trouver belles. Time has come. Catherine Bigelow! This and some of the other nice things that have happened to me in the last couple of days may turn me into some sort of hopeful optimist and ruin my whole life. Spoil? <laughs> Did he spoil me? No. I remember quite clearly it was 1946 and I was four years old. My mother took me to see King Vidor's Duel in the Sun. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. Babel, Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu. Well, I'm a man. Well, nobody's perfect. Al film italiano Deserto Rosso di Michelangelo. It's just that all men are sure it never happened to them, and most women at one time or another have done it, so you do the math. Three artists in the presentation of the Palm d'Or. Adele, Lea, and Abdel Abdel Kenji. Yo la fta. Yaki elada theli kizuin. Stithin. Hi everybody, welcome to the Filmotomy podcast, this is episode 58 and on this week's podcast we're going to discuss our sort of memories of uh, video cassettes and uh, VHS in general. I'm obviously your host uh, Bianca Garner but uh, joining to me today we've got some great people. So first up, we're all the way over in Australia, we've got Doug. Hi everyone. You've been remembering VHS. You're feeling sort of. I have some good yeah. stories to tell us. I'm 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 a sentimentalist at heart, so this is a a topic that I love to discuss of, of thinking of the past. So yeah, this will be lovely. Oh, good, good. That's what I'm glad to hear. And also joining us today is Jeremy. Hello, everyone. And last but not least, it's Audrey. Hello, uh, guys. Are we ready for a quiz? Always. Always. Yeah. Always. Okay. Um, if you get the, all the questions right, you win a VHF, VHS copy of uh, Hook. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I actually don't have any VHS uh, cassettes kicking around. So, without further ado, let's get into the quiz. Um, so, question number one What does VHS stand for? Video I actually meant to. Set? I meant to look this up. Uh, video, oh, video, oh. I'm guessing the, the first the first letter is video. <laughs> I think yeah, Audrey. What did you say? Video home cassette. Oh no! Close. Oh, can't <laughs> close, but it's got S in the title, <laughs> so <laughs> cassette begins with C. Video home. <laughs> Unless. Sis, is it system? system? Yes. Video no. home system. <laughs> oh, okay, so points go to Doug and Audrey. Uh, okay, next question. Who was the main competitor of VHS? Or rather, what was the main competitor? Uh, oh, Max. Yes. Data. Yes, Audrey, you're too good at this. <laughs> <laughs> Two points to Audrey. Yep. Okay, this is a harder one. So, what year was the first theatrical film released on VHS tape? And go, don't worry, I'm going to give you some options. Um, mm. 1978, 1980, or 
I'll say 1980. Oh, okay. I'll say 76. Okay. I'll say 78. Well, well Doug, you're right. Oh, wow. And wow. This, um, do you want to have a sort of stab at what the film was? <laughs> oh, gosh. If you get it, I'm going to be amazed. Uh, I will literally go I... find a a VHS tape of Hook and send it to you. <laughs> I have a guess. Okay. Alright, Audrey. Um, my guess is Roots because that was really popular at the time. I can see the logic there. Uh, it's not, I'm afraid. Anyone else want to have a, have a guess? I'll, I'll guess like maybe like a classic film, like maybe something like like Gone with the Wind maybe. Okay. Uh, it was actually a South Korean film called The Young Teacher. <laughs> because the first VHS um, tape was released in Japan. Yeah, of course. Uh, that was my second guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. I'm sorry. I, that was a bit of a trick question, I know. Um, so... Fun fact, the first films released in the US on VHS were uh, Patton, The Sound of Music, and MASH. But when were they released? Oh, on VHS. I'm not going to give um, you the year. I'm not going to give you the year, I'm afraid. But if the first film came out in 1976 on VHS in Japan. Um, I'll say 1977. Jeremy, you're right. A point to you. <laughs> okay. And how much did they cost? Here are the oh, options wow. for you. A hundred dollars, fifty dollars, or seventy dollars a cassette. Uh, many of seventy. Anyone else? Um, I'll, I'll say a hundred. Okay. Uh, it was $70. Well done to wow. Audrey. Oh, she's she's keen. She's, she's <laughs> She wants this hook VHS. I, will, I do. <laughs> um, in 1997, the first film was uh, the first film was released on DVD format. But what was it? And the options are Twister, Independence Day, or Space Jam. I'll say Twister. Ooh. Independence Day? I'll go Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> it was Twister. Wow. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have thought that would be the first one to be released on DVD, personally. Uh, I mean, it's uh, such an average movie. Um, <laughs> and what was the last uh, major release? on VHS, which was in 2006. So the very last movie to be released on VHS. I'm going to give you some options, so don't worry. Um, was it uh, Burrat, Superman Returns, or A History of Violence? Um, I'll say Borat. Oh, okay. I'll say Superman. Superman. Yeah. It was actually A History of Violence. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> And bonus round, everybody. Fingers on buzzers. 
What was the last Disney release on VHS in 2006? Was it Bambi 2, Mulan 2, or Piglet's Big Movie? <laughs> Piglet. I don't know. Nah, I'll say Piglet. Ba- I'll say Bambi 2. It was Bambi 2. Yeah. Has, yeah. What happens in Bambi 2? <laughs> I have never seen it. <laughs> the mother he comes back. He hunts down the hunter. <laughs> he it's becomes, a revenge film. It's, it becomes, yeah. It's, yeah, it's Kill Bill. It's Kill Bill. Directed by Tarantino. Bambi 2. Wow, I, I missed out on that. I mean, it did come out of VHS, so that's probably why. Um, so I didn't keep track of who won, but you all win. So uh, you all get copies of Hook on VHS that it will be sent we'll to you. you can, oh. uh, I have many of them. They're just piled up in the back. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's my quiz. Uh, end of podcast. See you later, guys. <laughs> a girl, a beach. It is awesome, it's free. It's a lift, it's a wave. It's the way it should be. A kiss, a glance, it is hot. It is cool. So, what are our earliest memories of watching videos? Um, well, I, I guess uh, my memory, um, the, the earliest video I ever got, I remember was... I think it was a Christmas present, and it was um, uh, my uncle had given me uh, a copy of E.T. Oh, wow. And, and uh, this, is, this kind of shows my age, but it was like 19... Uh, it, was, it was the 80s, definitely, so um, I don't remember quite. But I remember that was the first VHS I ever got, and I watched E.T., and I had heard of the movie before, I'd, I, I think, and... I remember the the um, the box that it came in had the the picture of the moon with Elliot and E.T. on the bike going across the moon, and then. But I remember watching it, and I actually, as a kid, I was I guess I was I wasn't really uh, I wasn't really much into the story of E.T. I thought it was kind of like too much of a kids movie, but then later on, really appreciating the film. Do you still have the VHS tape? I well, no, I don't. I, I actually had a. Uh, I actually, I don't actually have any VHS tapes anymore. I I had like a huge library of VHS, but then, um, I I I sold them to a friend of mine probably for about forty dollars, <laughs> and because I was getting into like DVDs and and Blu-rays later on, and, and, and because I, I still love, like, having the physical copy of a film with me, so, and I think as, as kind of technology upgraded, I, I just kind of, like, moved on, so I, I got, like, I, I pretty much replaced all of my VHS with, like, DVDs and, and Blu-rays later on. Um, Doug, what about you? What was your sort of very first VHS memory? My earliest one I can think of, and this isn't a VHS that I had purchased, but uh, we had taped Mary Poppins off the TV onto a VHS. Oh, my gosh. And 
that that became like my most treasured possession because I'm not sure if Mary Poppins like if it wasn't available to purchase on VHS or we just weren't really in the mindset of actually buying things but when something was on TV you know it was such a thing to tape it so that you had it so you could watch it as many times as you wanted and with Mary Poppins I used to watch that at least once a week it was on like constant rotation and I suppose that was the beauty of VHS is that you could capture something off TV, even though I, I believe that was technically illegal because it's it's breaking copyright. But um, every I mean obviously everybody did it. That was the basis of VHS is that you would record your favorite programs and could then keep them, as well as you know purchasing the ones that you really loved. But that that and I still have that VHS. I don't have any means to play it, obviously. Uh, but I still have that in my possession because it, it formed such a part of my childhood to be able to sit and watch that movie whenever I wanted to. And, I mean, that, that's what we have. You know, we're blessed now with streaming and Blu-rays and things. That that's the norm that you can just watch whatever you want, whenever you want. But we didn't have that back in the, you know, the late 80s, early 90s. So that, to me, was the beauty of VHS was... It was always there. You could watch it as many times as you want, so long as you didn't break the tape. Which I'm sure, I'm sure, if I tried to play that VHS today, it would probably snap because, you know, I don't think VHSs last particularly well. Uh, they do deteriorate. But that, I mean, that, and that that was the thing. I could then take that VHS anywhere I went. Like if I went, you know, stayed at my grandparents' house, or if I uh, went over to a friend's house, you bring that with you so that. You know, everybody can watch it at the same time, and that's probably the earliest memories I have of, of, of a VHS before, which I'm sure we'll get into the whole concept of VHS shops and renting movies and things like that. But yeah, that 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 stands out to me as my earliest memory. Yeah, like you say, I used to have like quite a few because I think my my granddad would record them from uh, TV quite. Uh, because we were quite poor, so we wouldn't be able to mm-hmm. afford the. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. you would get them rented from Blockbuster, but then you would have to return them. So I had. Yeah. Um, Sleeping Beauty, and I loved. Mm-hmm. I loved watching the old adverts. I don't know what. Yeah. Yeah. So did I. Yeah. And it was filmed. Yeah. Uh, it was recorded over Christmas time, so you would get the Christmas adverts on there. Oh. Uh-huh. So that was always like it'd be like the height of summer. I was watching it, <laughs> pretending it was Christmas. <laughs> so you got all the perfume adverts and like you know um, the ch- black magic chocolate adverts for some strange reason <laughs> stick in my mind. Yeah, and but the, sometimes you would always have this problem with recording where like they would set up the recorder and it would always cut off. I don't know whether yeah, it was just my yeah. granddad not knowing how to use it, but it will be the like, old time, the timer, yeah. Yeah, I think it was West, um, not Westworld, Waterworld, and I, for <laughs> ages I didn't know how it ended. I didn't know if they ever got to dry land, because <laughs> so, it cut off like 20 minutes before. So, um, it's a, that's not a spoiler. They do get to dry land. I think that film's been out for a long time, so. The red spine on the cassette you are now watching is your assurance of first-class audio-video presentation, guaranteed by RCA Columbia Pictures Video. If your cassette does not look like this, if it's a VHS format, or a beta format like this, it is likely to be a pirate copy, 
and you won't be getting your money's worth in either picture quality or sound. In that case, phone RCA Columbia Pictures on 01 636 8373. <laughs> um, Audrey, what about you? What's your sort of earliest VHS memory? Yeah, well, so speaking of like recording videos off of TV, um, my grandparents' neighbor, um, he, he died at a certain point in probably like the early 2000s and he gave us I mean like he didn't give it to us because he was dead but like he like we inherited this huge box of recorded VHS tapes that were every single day of the OJ Simpson trial Wow! he had recorded every single minute of footage about it because I think there's this element of like you being able to record it for yourself and being able to like document things that are happening and kind of having that be like a time capsule that you're saving because I feel like I always recorded movies, but I know other people, my parents' generation and stuff, who recorded like news footage and things that they thought were important and like, I want to save this. Um, so I was always thinking about that. But my earliest memories um, were those clamshell Disney VHS tapes. I had so many of them. I was obsessed and I loved the trailers that were on them that I, like, the movies that I watched a lot, I have the trailers memorized. Like, I watched The Secret Garden constantly when I was a little kid. I've never seen the movie Thumbelina, but I I can recite every word of that trailer. It starts with the little mouse. I've never seen yeah. the princess, but it was on the, uh, funny enough, I think it was on the trailer uh, on the Thumbelina VHS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was something so like warm and comforting, and they're like, available to own November 1995. <laughs> and it's just, ugh. And the music, the, the intro to the Disney VHS tapes, if I listen to that now, it's just... Like drinking a cup of hot cocoa, it just fills me with warmth, and I just—it's really good. Yeah, I would also like to uh, watch the trailers because sometimes you would see like um, trips to Euro Disney. Oh, sorry, it's Disneyland Paris. Um, <laughs> show about each year Euro Disney. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you see like uh, you know, uh, book yourself a holiday to Disneyland Paris, and it would—I would be like. Oh. I want to go to Disney Yeah. Was kind of... there, was, there was always one on a bunch of different movies I had that was a trailer. It was an ad for Disney World. And there was a little boy and he had a baby sister. And they couldn't go to Disney World because they wanted to wait until the baby sister was older. But then the little boy really wanted to go. So they were like, we're just going to go. Like, whatever. And then she has her first steps at Disney World. And it's like, oh. Everyone's so happy. It's... <laughs> Yeah, I loved um, the Disney the, uh, uh, videos. I mean, I, I, which ones did you have? Of, um, oh my god, uh, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Lady and the Tramp, Peter Pan, 101 Dalmatians. Um, there's more. But I had a lot of, I had a lot of the ones that get, came out in like the early 90s, late 80s, but then also like all movies for kids were kind of sold in those clamshell things, so yeah. so I had a lot of those too. 
I mean, I was just thinking, like, um, so, you know, growing up in the 90s, we obviously had, were lucky enough to, to have VHS, and, um, but there were a few films that I personally were not allowed to see, which were part of my parents' VHS collection. Yes. Um, <laughs> Same. <laughs> did you ever sort of try and watch those films? sort of sneak them in why they were not watching were there some films that you shouldn't have watched that you ended up watching so I never personally tried to because to be honest a lot of times the covers kind of freaked me out like I remember my mom had interviewed the vampire on VHS and like Fright Night and the covers of those both terrified me um, I think the ones that were a little more, like, risque were kept in... Not that, you know, my parents had, like, an extensive risque <laughs> collection, but the ones that were, like, you know, R-rated for not, like, violence, um, they were kept in, like, a separate cabinet so that I never saw them. But I did see Fright Night when I was, like, three years old because my sister was watching it, and I, I came into the... Kind of just, like, walked into the room and saw the scene where he gets the pencil jammed through his hand, and I was shocked and horrified um it's kind of like how my um aunt was babysitting me and i sneaked downstairs and she was watching terminator 2 i think on vhs and it scared me so much that i just remember running back upstairs and like hiding (laughs) under under the covers uh because i was so i was so scared by uh you know when he takes off he shows off his like arm you know, and he's got robot arm. Mm. That was the bit yeah. I walked in on. Like, I think when you're like four or something, it's quite scary stuff. But what about you, you, Jeremy? Were there any VHS that you sneakily watched without your parents' knowledge? <laughs> it's okay, you won't get um, in trouble now. <laughs> no, <Hopefully>. well, I, <laughs> um, like, my parents were never big. I was, I, I guess I was the big movie collector in our household. Like, my, my parents never really watched uh a lot of like risque movies i'd say like we watched a lot as a family so but my brother i have an older brother and i distinctly remember uh him uh getting uh, a vh copy of casino um (laughs) the the martin scorsese movie and i've never i and and you know i growing up you know (laughs) growing up uh we were kind of uh like not anymore so much, but we, we, I, I kind of grew up in a bit of a, kind of a religious household, and, um, mostly from my, my mom's side of the family, and so we were, we were kind of taught in church, like, you know, not to use any bad words or anything like that, and, and, um, but my brother, he was older, and he was a little bit more mature in the world and, and everything, so he didn't really care about stuff like that, so, um, so he did. So I do remember him getting Casino one 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 day, and I was like, I was, I was really intrigued because it was like an R-rated movie, and I was still kind of young, and and I probably had not seen like an R-rated movie before. But all I remember was hearing, uh, hearing the word fuck a lot. <laughs> so uh, and probably most mostly probably coming from Joe Pesci in that movie, and <laughs> and um. And it was all coming from 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 up. I remember my brother would be watching downstairs. I would be kind of listening upstairs, and and just kind of like, wow, this is this is 
this seems like such like a like a movie I I I would I I'd feel bad watching, but I'm kind of like I really want to watch it because it like <laughs> sounds really so grown up to me and um and um uh and uh, I remember like my brother coming up and I asked him to describe the movie for me <laughs> because I just was and like he was telling me all about like in the at the end of the movie like Joe Pesci gets buried alive. Uh, by a bunch of gangsters and and I was and and I was just like terrified like oh, oh like the, the the whole concept of being shown that being like buried alive or something like that would just was just like so foreign to me like I was like oh my god like how could you watch something like that and and he was like yeah it was a pretty good movie and <laughs> <laughs> I distinctly remember this. It was a, a, a birthday party sleepover for a friend at a friend's house. And he had said, oh, my brother's got this, you know, really creepy horror movie. It's about a clown. Oh, and I was no. like, I was like, oh, okay, that doesn't sound too scary. Because at the time, to me, clowns were perfectly innocent creatures. You know, they were funny and happy and jolly and they come to your party and it's it's a great time so i had no reservations about watching this and i think i was maybe six or seven like i was young far too young for stephen king's it oh man (laughs) so we all we all like someone snuck into his brother's room and got the vhs and we all we put it on and watched it and I, yeah, I can't even describe how traumatized I was by that movie. I and No one else seemed to be as affected by it as I was. I was, like, physically shaking. But trying to downplay, you know, trying to be the cool kid, not show that I was scared by this, you know, horror movie. But I was terribly, terribly scared and, and didn't sleep the rest of the night. I, I can distinctly remember just sitting there waiting for it to come in, waiting for Pennywise to come in and, and you know, murder us all. So... That, that to me, like, I think everybody has that, like, you know, older brother or someone's friend or whatever had a VHS that you're probably not supposed to watch. Uh, going to Blockbusters, or I say Blockbuster, I mean, there were other VHS stores, oh, although I can't really remember them. I think they were mostly Blockbuster. Um, does anyone have sort of any memories of going back there? Being excited, getting the, all the sweets, <laughs> spending I, I miss. hours in, in there trying to decide on one film. <laughs> I, I miss that so much, and I think it's such a shame. Like, you know, scrolling through Netflix or, you know, iTunes or whatever, it just doesn't have the same feeling as walking around a physical store and, seeing, like, physically seeing it all in front of you and... You know, you're right. Like, you would spend forever in there because there was that many choices, which obviously something like that is replicated on things like Netflix. They do have hundreds of titles, and it is the same 
I, I guess the catalog is still the same, but the, the the experience of looking through things, reading, taking your time, there, there was just something so wonderful about that that we just don't have anymore. And to me, that was easier because it's like it, when it's all in front of you, you can really make a better choice. Whereas with Netflix, it's just like you're just scrolling and scrolling and flicking and flicking, and then you usually just settle on probably something you've already seen before. But with VHS and with video stores, I think there was more an effort to, to seek out something that you'd never seen, whether it was the cover art, as you said, the cover art grabbed your attention or, you know, someone, or it was a title that you had heard that you'd never seen. You really were looking, if you weren't in the new release section, if you were in those sort of back catalogue weekly sections, you were really trying to hunt for things that you, you, you'd never seen before and trying to kind of expand your knowledge of back catalogue films and old films and classic films and, and, you know, different genres and things. And, and that was the beauty of the video store is that it gave you this world of cinema in front of you. So we have this grocery store called Wegmans, and within the grocery store, there's a movie rental place, and they had this DVDs for $4 for four nights. So there was one summer when I was a kid where it was insanely hot and we only had air conditioning in like one room in our house and um, it was my parents' bedroom. So we always like during that summer, we went there every single week and got the four movies and we just would like sit and watch them in my parents' room. And I feel like I saw many movies from the 80s and early 90s that were like a little bit before my time just because you could just go and rent as many as you wanted. So you didn't have to try to find like the perfect movie. You could pick, you know, one movie that you'd already seen a million times. It was like a comfort movie and then a couple new ones. And um, yeah, it's just so so nice to just leave a place with like the physical copy of the movie and, and really get to explore the whole, the whole place. Um, Yeah. I miss that. It was nice. Captain Richard Davenport. I'm conducting an inquiry into the events surrounding the death of Sergeant Waters. Alone. You can't possibly get at the truth. Far from home, far from justice. Keep turning this thing over. You're bound to have an explosion. He has three days to learn the truth. Your orders instruct you to cooperate. And the truth is a story you won't forget. A soldier's story. Jeremy, what about you? Have you got any sort of... Yeah, um, so in my in my small town we had a um, we had a place it was called uh, Video Update. Um, I think before then it it went through a lot of names. I remember, <laughs> but I think we gradually graduated to a blockbuster. Um, by that time I had finished high school and I moved away, but I was like, oh, I missed the blockbuster. But kind of to show how kind of a movie nerd I was at the time. I'd I'd have a a copy of um of Leonard Malton's movie guide with me. <laughs> me too. Was, I used to do that too. Yeah, so that was yeah. sort of my my guide when I when I went to a to a video store and I'd always see like I'd I'd go see what Leonard would give like four stars to. I'd mm-hmm. see like all four star movies and and that and that kind of like what got me into like more kind of classic films and. And foreign films, like I know, in the video store there was always a classic section, and and I was so obs- and I got so in- interested in that, and and that was always the first place I would go to was uh, and see what Leonard would have, and you know I'd I'd see like all the Hitchcock movies first, and and uh, 
like Jimmy Stewart was like my favorite actor at the time, so I always wanted to see uh, all the Jimmy Stewart movies I could find, and um, and then I looked more into foreign films and and like finding like Seven Samurai or The Four Hundred Blows by Truffaut or 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 anything like that that I could get my hands on and. And and I would just like buy five of them at a time every week and and then and uh, you know my social life wasn't that exciting because of that but uh, <laughs> but I I loved that the people that worked like there was always often at most video stores there was always one person who was like the super movie buff as well like like the the Randy character from Scream who was. <laughs> You know, the one that customers would go up to and be like, oh, what's that movie with so-and-so and so-and-so? And And they would know what they were talking about or they'd be the person to – you'd bring something up and they'd start telling you how great it was or how terrible it was. And it was such a sort of mecca for movie buffs to to actually work in as well. And they were always there to give that guidance and and if you needed advice on things. And, like, for for a wannabe film buff, for young wannabe film buffs, it was such a great – location to go to yeah are you saying that we need to bring back the vhs and the video store i think we should i yeah <laughs> the, 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 the physical nothing beats that physicalness of it that we just don't have anymore netflix isn't gonna like i know netflix has its recommendations and stuff but that's based on what you've watched not really what like you should be watching so nothing beats having that like crazy Randy from Scream, <laughs> film buff, the telling Tarantino, you yeah. the Tarantino-esque character going, this, if you want to be a film buff, you have to watch these ten films in the next seven days, and I'm going to quiz you on them when you come back next week. <laughs> oh, my God. I was, I'm just remembering this now. I was in love with the guy who worked at my local Blockbuster. <laughs> he was a senior, and I was a freshman, and it was amazing, because I could go there, and I could get the movies that I wanted and I had an excuse to talk to him because he was checking them out so it was like the golden situation (laughs) so wrapping up I just want to get any sort of horror stories about involving video um, videotapes because I've said before I have a sort of horror story about getting my thumb trapped in a video cassette player (laughs) Which was the most traumatic experience ever. Well, no, it wasn't. But it was literally something out of, like, a Cronenberg film where I was being eaten by the video player. Has anyone got any stories to top that? I, when I was a child, I inadvertently was on a television show called Candid Camera. Um, I don't know if they had that over... I don't know if they had that overseas, but it was a big thing here. And uh, they came to my preschool, and I had to make a sandwich for this man. (laughs) And the whole whole time, I was known for talking to myself, which I still do to this day. Um, There's no shame in that. Yeah, but but the entire time I made the sandwich, I was, like, having this full-on conversation with myself, humiliated myself. Then the man came back in and was like, I don't want the sandwich anymore. And I gave him this horrible look, and everybody laughed on the show, and it was terribly, terribly embarrassing. And, of course... My mother recorded it on VHS oh, no. when it was on when it was on television, and then proceeded to show that VHS to pretty much everybody for the next uh, ten years of my life. Anybody that came up, did you know that when Doug was a kid, he was on candid camera? Oh, I've got the video. I'll go and find it. Let's oh. pop it on at Christmas, Christmas, and birthday parties, and that VHS haunted me for the rest of my life. So that's that's my horrific memory of VHS. 
I mean, it's not. I suppose nowadays that would have gone viral. So Pro- most likely, yeah, yeah. Which you know, thank okay. God it, <laughs> we didn't have that. Uh, <laughs> I like going back to sort of taping movies on on television, um, which is what I did a lot too. Um, I re- like back then. Like I remember. Um, watching they had back to the future on it it seemed like it was on all the time when i was a kid i don't know why but it was like always on tv and um it was like one of my favorite movies and um wanting to tape it for myself and and being sort of like the the snobby movie guy i was you know i wanted it to be like a pristine copy of back to the future like if you found it on a video store like you would think that this is an actual vhs of back to the future so so i was always uh very um very careful with the pause button when it came to like commercials so i'd always like make <laughs> and then at, at some point i i i was distracted i remember and i don't remember exactly what i was distracted from but uh i forgot the pause button so I turned it on during a commercial, and I think uh, halfway through Back to the Future, um, I, 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 I completely deleted practically like a third of the movie. And I didn't realize this until I slipped in and, and watched the movie myself, and then, then uh, just watching it and then seeing that you know part of the movie was gone. And I, and I felt I was so careful. And it was just like I felt like I disappointed myself Aww. because I, I I now have the whole Back to the Future trilogy on on DVD, so it's not a big loss now. But at the time, it was probably traumatic for me. <laughs> <laughs> Audrey, what about you? Did you get your thumb trapped in a video cassette player? Because someone else has to out there. I can't be. The I only mean, one. shockingly, no. Um, which is crazy for me. I was very klutzy child but um i i don't know if i have any like crazy horror stories i think the closest thing is like a a hostile family situation where um i had a copy of good burger that i recorded off tv (laughs) and that i lent to my cousin and he has never given it back so robert (laughs) paul vale if you are listening to this i want good burger back i know you still have it this was 20 years ago but that doesn't matter. I need it back. So you, you heard a, our website, www.filmotomy.com. And if you like our podcast, please subscribe to us on iTunes. We're also on SoundCloud as well. And leave us a review on a rating if you would like. Let us know what your VHS memory is. And if you ever got your thumb stuck in a video cassette player. <laughs> um <laughs> Thank you very much for listening and take care, guys. Bye.